welcome to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is a once a month show with Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, Father John Rutten, pastor of the Harrisburg Catholic Community, and Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Catholic Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice. Rutten Radio can also be watched by going to lamradio.com. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Join us now for a little faith, family, and frivolity as we go live to the studios with Rutten Radio. Good morning, Sioux Falls! And uh, from coast to coast, we give you a, co- a toast. As you listen, <laughs> this is just a bad start. It was awful. bubbled it all up. All right. Uh, if you're out there and you're listening, cheers. From the Rutten Brothers and Rutten Radio on this fantastically beautiful open tundra morning here in South Dakota as we uh, celebrate uh, the wonderful day that the Lord's given us here, huh? What do you think, brothers? You know, I was opened up my door the other day, front door, and it opens up into this open pasture land, uh, and it was snowing out the other, you know, whatever, and it just hit me. There are millions of people all over the world that will die in never, never having see seen snow. this never having seen this this is like fairy tales to them this is like adventure movies this is like things that they only heard of from long distant lands even think of all the people like 600 800 years ago before facebook and you can see the pictures they would hear stories of someone in the village who wandered off and like came back 20 years later and tell stories about this forest they were in and when it started snowing and i just opened up my front door yeah. And just think, some of those people, they step out their door and they're like, ugh, those stinking pyramids again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish I had something better to look at than those pyramids. Oh, those say, things are old. Yeah, so do, the only thing we have to do is to go to the white sandy beach again, Mom. <laughs> oh, the smell of the ocean. Oh, yep. All right. Well, there's probably, uh, there's probably a whole other show there about the... Uh, the familiarity, things that are familiar. Well, all right, you're here at Rutten Radio with Joe Rutten, your host, director of the Benedictine Leadership Institute and faculty of theology at Mount Marty College. And joining me, as always, are my two distinguished reverend brothers, Father Paul, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, South Dakota, and my twin brother, Father John, pastor of the Catholic Community of Harrisburg. Good to see you, brothers, as always. What do you know? Well, I know that the position of you being in charge of the radio show was not something we have voted on yet. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, this sounds whoa. like this could but, be. But, no, it's oh, going somewhere right, good. Right. Just, yeah. But when God chooses someone, he chooses them. Yep. And we're just going to let you have the position because right, you do a great job right, of it. All right. I was going to say, <laughs> here, I didn't know that I'm competing, but if I got to, I'll straighten my act <laughs> up a little bit here. I'll start getting you brothers the agenda a little sooner than... 15 minutes ago. <laughs> well, it was but excusable. We understood. understood. <laughs> Don't do it again. Yeah. Well, what's going on back at home or uh, what's going on in the, uh, I always, uh, you know, like to think about all the people that live in my brain. Um, mm. who, what's living in your brain the last couple of days? Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind people, of the silence kind of is not indicative of anything. It's kind of vague. No. Uh, <laughs> It's, you know, parish life is just, it's hopping. It's like family life. You know, you just keep moving along, moving along. 
Uh, we have our faith in real life tonight, so that's kind of what's on my mind. Uh, Who's coming? Again, God is amazing. So, Missy and I are sitting at a meeting with Dr. Chris Bergwald, which you weren't at. Uh, oh, yeah. And Dr. Chris Bergwald was talking about, you know, for the upcoming discipleship days, they bring in this great guy. They said, Nick Davidson. And I look over at Missy and I'm like, you mean like the Nick Davidson that's coming to our parish uh, in February? <laughs> so we are getting Nick Davidson. He's uh, from St. Cloud. Uh, when Father Mike Schmitz can't speak, he recommends Nick Davidson. Uh, mm. And he's coming to our parish tonight. Wow. Uh, he's, uh, so he'll speak on faith and living it and how to live it in the ordinariness of life and dynamic, dynamic speaker. So we're excited uh, that... You know, somebody that the diocese would pick oh, yes. for all yeah, yeah, yeah. of the catechists and all of the leaders yep. will be in our parish tonight. Man, that <laughs> Missy, I tell you, she's something, isn't she? She is. She listens to God. Well, <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. It know? is. It's it like is hard. It's not hard to listen. It's hard to get out yep. of it. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. And in all honesty, the whole, that, our whole Faith in Real Life series, every, every time I turn around, I'm like, wow, wow, uh, Amazing. So anyways, yeah, because you had this unbelievable speaker up there that we did. Like, yeah, who? Oh, was, oh, uh, it was you, your brother. What was you? Oh, and then, <laughs> what was even better? What was even better was to follow it up. We then had Jeff and Lois Heron. Ooh. Uh, and they're up there. So if you can imagine my brother Joe, Baptist minister style, jumping around, climbing on things. <laughs> uh, not the altar. Not the altar. Uh, and then Jeff and Lois Heron are there, and they're sitting quietly in chairs. And Jeff's like, yeah, it's probably a lot like what Joe Rutten's talk was like last month. <laughs> uh, everybody laughed. Uh, like, we all have our own style. Yeah. So uh, down at Mount Marty, we gave the, my first presentation to the entire faculty of the college. We had a, a vote on some curriculum that we were doing, and it was me and uh, uh, Paul Anders, who's the chair of the Philosophy Religious Studies program, and Paul is Jeff Heron, right? So he's the opposite of me. Oh. And so I started, and then Paul followed me up, and Paul started with that. He said, yeah, you know, this is going to be uh, kind of like what Joe did. <laughs> Everybody starts laughing. <laughs> you know, they all know Paul. And then they just watched me dance on my head. You know, they're like, yeah, all right. Good. Well, we all are different. You know, it's funny. As, uh, I always thought, what, and when I go to concerts or I see performers or whatever, I always wish that they would go into the crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, they're always on oh, stage. Yeah. Get off the stage. Go interact with them. <laughs> go, like, five-five. Go down, run down the middle aisle, you know? So it's like, oh, I, that was a crowd, man. I felt like a rock yeah. star up yeah. there. You had a huge, your old yeah. church is filled with people. There's like 500 people. It's, I'm like, it's a good, wow, this is the real deal. So I had to run down the middle aisle or two and <laughs> dance around. Anyway, so all right, I was, all right. So what I've been up to is just lots of, meeting people and you know it's mm -hmm. constantly new people it's awesome as you build the parish, you get to right? hear yeah you get to hear surprising ways in which god is moving in people's lives and so i'm out to lunch with this couple the other day and yesterday and um they were asking me about the family and so i'm telling them about different <laughs> different people and uh i don't remember what i had said about myself or whatever and then i talked about tom and and I had already talked about Laura, you know, so I said about Tom, uh, he kind of always needs something to do. He's, you know, the minute he's sitting, you know, if he's sitting too long, a new business idea will pop mm -hmm. up in his head or something. <laughs> I, said, I said, the guy just never ends. 
So that must be a family problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, they didn't say it exactly like that, but that's the way it felt. (laughs) And it just hit me, and I was like, and I was trying to like excuse myself from Mm -hmm. the group, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess I've just been talking to you about the parish and what we're doing, <laughs> and then Paul and so. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, families have uniquenesses, and, and I'm sure you guys are the same, the same way. But uh, um, people can tell you're coming by your footsteps because oh, yeah. nobody oh. quite moves as fast. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. So we were out, we were out in uh, New York for the New York Encounter, and and I, my friend Rick came from Pennsylvania, and so Rick doesn't really know everyone very well and and we were moving on our way over to see stomp and rick is tall and rick is like man you move fast <laughs> and then we're coming back and christy's leading the way our sister christy's and he's like does every rotten move this fast <laughs> and we were just walking i'm like i don't know well, you got places to go you got Let's things go. to do but it was really funny he's like you people move fast <laughs> we're like when, hobbits <laughs> when i when i worked for the book company in the twin cities we worked in a house and it had like four levels or something it was tons of levels so just short flights oh, of sure, sure, eight back. stairs maybe steps or something and that was the case all the time. They could always know if it was me moving in the house because I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else was like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's Father's car. My favorite, if you're out there listening, by the way, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Lamb Catholic Radio's webpage live stream. Follow us on Twitter. We got all kinds of different places you can hit us up. But the easiest is Facebook. Uh, go to the Rutten Radio Facebook page or to the Lamb Catholic Radio uh, live stream, and you can get dialed in there. Um, but if you're out there listening and you've ever been to the Catholic Diocese Chancery Office, you, you'll know what we're talking about. Because I would imagine, brothers, you like me, your favorite thing is the big, long flights of stairs at the Diocese oh, Office. Yeah. where you, It isn't just a... It's a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To the it, bottom. it remembers it's like 732 West 8th when you could go you, yeah, the back that. stairs yeah. the back stairs had the full flight all oh one. lord have mercy the old Christ house have mercy lord have mercy <laughs> oh well 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 remember when Aunt Mary fell down <laughs> oh, oh that was not good yeah oh god love her. oh if, okay for those of, sorry guys we will at some point get to something relevant <laughs> if you can imagine, what do you think? Maybe she was like seven years old or something at the time. And yeah. she's in the second, we're in the upstairs, and she's sleeping up there. And at night, it's really dark out, and you can't really see much. Well, but well, there's this long hallway to get to the bathroom. Can, can I, can I, uh, so she's in, there's the bedroom. So this is our Aunt Mary. <laughs> this is our Aunt Mary, our Irish mother's oldest sister of 14. Mom's the youngest. This is the oldest you know, old wise and Aunt Mary, right? But she's, you know, she's up there just a little bit at this point. But she's in the bedroom that that uh, oh, yeah, has yeah. access to the bathroom, right? Well, <laughs> if you come out that back door, there's two doors to it because it's the old servants' quarters of the old house, right? So you, you go into the bathroom. <laughs> well, right next to the bathroom door is the servant's steps. <laughs> to go down. Straight. And instead of going straight, straight down. into... The bat are going into the bathroom. She walks <laughs> into the servant well. steps. So can you imagine the first step where it falls out from underneath her and she's not in the bathroom anymore, Toto? 
and or <laughs> down the flight. And, and if you know what old servant stairs look like, they're not <laughs> gentle. And then there's just a little space and a wall. So it's just right into the wall. <laughs> All of them. Yep. The whole way. And I, I hear this. And I, to the shock of them, you know, wake up, you know, like Santa Claus has arrived. What was that? Now, we've had people break into our home, so we know, be prepared, right? Be on guard. So I open the door, I turn on the light, and I look to the bottom of the steps, and there is my Aunt Mary. He kettle, four legs, all legs in the air, laughing at the bottom of the stairs. And I think, oh, my God. And Mary, are you all right? And she's laughing so hard that she can't respond. And I'm thinking, she's not paralyzed. She's a, oh my gosh. Now remember, uh, folks, this is like a seventy-year-old uh, lady yeah. at the like. This isn't uh, this isn't a spring. Ch- oh God, bless your Aunt Mary. Oh, we God love you. Yeah. So then Dad had to put a, like a, a door a do- kind of thing uh, up against it. It was like I don't know. Like a Western, yeah. Oh, the so, but there was a door now, so that you wouldn't walk off the steps and go down. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was, <laughs> anyways. Can you imagine the family that moved into that place oh. and had to wonder about that door? Both doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then the other door to the, our room was right. cut in half like a barn door. Right. <laughs> so because John tried drowning. That's, that's me. another. That's another story. <laughs> okay, All we right. gotta get serious. <laughs> Well, 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 folks. <laughs> Heather, how we doing over there? Heather's <laughs> yeah, oh, at the switchboard. Love it. They all tuned out. They're like, "Oh man, Lord have mercy." Here they go. <laughs> Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let's go. All right, <laughs> here we go. It's question time, what? brothers. Question time. <laughs> We're not going to play stump the priest just yet. That will come. Okay. But a question to kick things off. We have forgotten something on this show. We've been at this for a few months here, and you'd think that having two priests that are brothers, that we would remember, that what do you start all good things with? Prayer. We never start with prayer. So I thought maybe we need to have a little prayer, kick the show off now that we're getting rolling, and then we'll jump right into uh, some of the fun and festivities, and as Father John says, frivolities that are going on. Brothers, who wants to lead us in prayer? <laughs> as John, in the name as of the John. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this new day and the opportunity to discover you more fully in our lives. We just ask, Heavenly Father, that you may bless all that we do today, that it may be for your greater glory, that we may come to know your love and to share that love with other people, that we may come to help people understand the gift that is this faith that we share, that we live in. We ask as well that Mary may watch over us. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Paul, uh, I'd just kind of like to first touch base on your um, your Faith in Real Life series. So I'm wondering if you wouldn't just share with uh, the audience a little bit and anybody out there listening. Um, you have a monthly series mm-hmm. that brings in 500 people from all over the area in Watertown to that wonder, to your wonderful parish. For an evening of uh, food, you eat together a meal, and then you go and you have a program in the parish where somebody comes in and speaks. Um, what was the inspiration, and what has been the fruit? Sure. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the inspiration really is this idea that uh, we really treat 
uh, learning about our faith as, as a class or something you do, and then you get to be a certain age, and then you're done, and then you don't need to learn anymore. Uh, so there's that dimension. So we were trying to figure out how do you engage people back into the faith in a way that, that continues this desire to learn. The other thing that we realized is we live in a really kind of segmented world. You know, everybody has their own kind of group. You know, so we've got things for the little kids. We've got things for the big kids. We've got all these things. And we've got things for Catholic school kids. And we've got things for public school kids. And so we were trying to figure out, how do we do something for the parish as a whole? Whether you're, you're 2 or 92, whether you're married or single, whether you're in college or not, all these things. Like, because like, the Catholic faith is not just for a particular group of people. It's for everyone. Uh, and we figured what we would do is simply offer something on that day, Wednesday, which is normally when we do, you know, religious ed catechism. Uh, and we figured, we ha we, at that time we had Mass at 515, so we figured, well, let's just have Mass. Uh, and then after Mass, we'll just do a little meal, uh, and then we'll have a speaker. See what happens, you know. Uh, so worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, kind of put it together. Missy actually worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, yeah. put it together. Uh, and what we really did, though, was we also s tried to say, what is God asking? Like, what, what does God want for us in all of this? And so even with coming up with the speaker, so our first speaker, Jim Beckman. Oh, yeah. So again, it was this idea that this is serious. Like, yep. Yep. like we're going to, you know... Uh, bring in real people. We're going to bring in things. And by real people, you mean significant national players yeah. that uh, uh, have some clout. And then one of the things, so what we discovered is as we went through the year, what we discovered, what was most profound was not when somebody told us things yes. to do. Like what we realized was the catechesis that we needed was not more information. Mm -hmm. What we needed to see is somebody who was manifesting the faith in the life that they're living. Amen. And so we could watch people. And it was fine because, you know, when you come to speak, you ask, what do you want? Yeah. Well, we didn't know what we wanted. Yes. So we just sort of said, do what you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, now what we realize is we're like, you know what? We don't want necessarily catechesis. What we want is how does this impact your life? Yeah. Which has changed things. So this year, again, Jeff Cavins yep. shows up. Not to do a Bible study, not to tell us about that. But to share, how, how did you get here, Jeff? Uh, same thing with Jeff and Lois, same thing with you, all of these things. So it's been, it's been incredibly profound. The other thing that, that we've done, that Missy, again, is, it has got this great capacity, is we've involved people in their talents. Mm. So I have a Tom Rotten in my parish. His name is Dave Ryder. The guy is nonstop, all over the place. Like doing all kinds of things. So we've got Dave in the kitchen, doing all kinds of things, getting things organized, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know? Uh, we've got great hospitality. We've got everything is done well. Uh, we also have adoration at the end. So it's been a great series. Uh, we have to trust that God's in charge of the speaker lineup. So sometimes the people that I want uh, mm. say no. So I think what you said at the beginning is really important. You said something like God made it happen or... Okay. Absolutely. Jeff Gavins does not come to a parish to give a 45-minute talk for $500. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't. Yeah. And drives over. So, like, Joe Rutten will drive up for $500. Yeah, yeah, By yeah, way, yeah. We, Oh, shoot, we didn't give him $500. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we gave Joe. Anyway. But no, I mean, like, yeah, Jim Beckman yeah. doesn't, 
fly to a parish to give a little parish. Nobody does that. Well, and at they that almost, caliber. Nobody uh, at that caliber. Have you experienced their their dis not dismay, their kind of disbelief? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you just want me to come tell my story? Like, there's some that'll say no. Yeah, because of that, because mm-hmm. it's not what they do. It's not worth their time, or it's just you know. Uh, and so we just have to trust that if they say no, the one that I want, and I, from the book that we were reading, that I have to trust, uh, is Mother Mary Claire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want her to come to my parish. And she keeps saying no. Mm. And so I keep telling her, I think the Holy Spirit wants you to come, Mother. Uh, but she's busy starting a new order, so I suppose she's got other things to do. But I want her to share how that happened. You know, it's funny. Because we know it, because we went to school with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we knew her just as... Uh, it's funny because you typically, in my experience, uh, the relationship is what helps get you, you get the person. And so you're, so somebody like Sister Mary Claire, who we know as Claire Ruffs, we would be, you'd be able to call and be like, Claire, you should come over. And then they'd come over, right? Yeah. But when your mother and your Mary Claire, when your sister Mary Claire, like she just does what God tells her. And she's not doing anything because Paul or Joe call her. And it's just powerful because when she does come, you know that it's because the Holy Spirit wants her there. And I know it. And that's what. But I, I can't, I can't let it go yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Well, well, I'll just keep, we'll just keep asking so that's the holy spirit so, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so, so the, the dynamic i was thinking about it that's really helpful for the people listening okay because i think they're probably like me and they probably right now are halfway through their email uh to their pastor oh. telling their pastor that that they we should need to do this right okay? because already i'm thinking we need to do this right but before you said that i was thinking to myself now john you don't want what is happening in Paul's parish. You want what God wants to happen for your yeah, parish. Yeah. So this is the helpful thing is there are things in your parish that aren't top of the barrel. Right. Right? Yep. So you have also dynamics where if you wanted, you could spend your whole time there and, and be like, oh, this place is, you know. So people can understand that this beautiful gift also comes with a real situation sure. where you're like, well, Lord, when are you going to do something over here? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, so. there, and, and there is lots of things. And in, in, it is one of those things that it could be replicated pretty easily, yeah. mm-hmm. but it really needs to be what your parish needs. Yeah. yeah. And we but really there, is something, there is something there that I think that you're onto that isn't just what your parish needs, but I think is good catechesis that I see happening more. And that is catechesis that happens through storytelling. Sure. It's not just like a doctrinal explanation of the Trinity. Or the, and there's a, there's a place for that. But even that catechesis, uh, you know, we love storytellers. Yeah. And so <laughs> and if you can find a way to communicate a story, it helps people enter into a lived experience sure. of the things that you're talking about. But it's, it, I think it's more than just a storyteller. It's watching a person who has been impacted by God. So, again, you know, the, 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 one of the speakers that I've talked about before, uh, Chris Sarver, who came to our parish, had her entire talk typed out, and she stood there oh, no. and quietly read it. Oh, did it work? Perfect. Because it was who she was. Yep. Uh, and she had everyone captivated. Because she was sharing yep. 
where God met her. She couldn't have told her story the way you tell your story. Uh-huh. You know, and this is the thing. So for people to see this, like mm-hmm. not all of our speakers are going to be dynamic yep. in that way. But when you watch somebody talk about God in a way mm-hmm. that you say, oh my gosh, like this is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it moves you. Uh, you know, so that, so that part of it, to give them that freedom, that we don't need all of them to do it the same way. What we need, but the hard part is, is to convince them that we really want them to just be real. Yep. The other thing, yep. though, here's the other thing, what we did this year. We actually have one of our parishioners who she's going to speak. Oh, that's awesome. Great. So from right, right out of the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but, but after uh, next month, you know who's next month? Who? Mamrie. Oh, Mamrie Cooney. Yeah, we got him. Yes. Yeah, so he's coming. So, I mean, it's just like. Oh, you guys got to drive to Watertown, South Dakota, wherever you're listening. <laughs> and you got to listen yeah. to Mamrie Coney's testimony. All those speakers are great. But you got to go listen to Mamrie. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, yeah. So this That's is why great. I just say to myself, you know, okay, Lord. And so we're praying. And he's not going to dance on his head either. But his story's going to fascinate yeah. you. And he's going to do it in his but way. But we have to be able to, to, to keep saying, well, I don't know what you want, Lord. Yeah. But. We're going to try. And and the other thing that I have to be free to be able to say is if the Lord says, well, that was good, but we're done. Yeah. These, are, these are great lessons for life. Like, how do we kind of help <laughs> Which just... We're not going to be done yet. Because I, you don't need the Faith in Real Life series. Nobody needs the Faith right. in Real Life series. You need Christ who fulfills your life. And yeah. this is the way he wants to introduce people mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But... Awesome. Well, that's awesome, Paul. Uh, it's a great series you got going on up there, and I'm sure that uh, if you're around Watertown, you'll want to sneak into Father Paul's parish to pick up on those programs. We'll take a <laughs> He'll let uh, break. you in without sneaking. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll yeah. take a break here at Rutten Radio, and we'll be back in just a minute. When I was 12 or 13, I started drinking occasionally and then smoking marijuana daily. By the time I was 14, I was trying other things, pills and hallucinogens like mushrooms and acid. When I was 16 is when I started on meth. I'm Troy, I'm from Iowa. By the time I was 18, I was in prison. I robbed the drug dealer, it was a drug deal gone bad. Ended up spending five years of my life in prison. Meth was a recreational thing on the weekends. Still smoking pot on a daily basis. Getting my new business up and going. It started to be more than just a weekend thing. It ended up being a daily thing where I just had to survive off of it. My meth use had caused me into buying quantities of it, which caused the cops to follow me around and drive by my house. They were watching me. When you know it's time to quit, but you don't know how to begin, Call Tallgrass at 605-368-5559. You'll get your life back, and one you never dreamed was possible. Support for programming on Lamb Catholic Radio is provided by Financial Benefits Company in Sioux Falls, helping individuals and small businesses plan for retirement. The Financial Benefits Company philosophy is to achieve a secure retirement for their clients. Their phone number is 605-334-8086 and on the web at fbcjf.com. Thank you to Financial Benefits Company for sponsoring Lamb Catholic Radio. We can't broadcast the good news without you. Go to lambradio.com and find out how you can be a part of Lamb Catholic Radio. Are you seeking a deeper connection with Jesus? Would you like your faith to grow into a personal relationship that is beyond God and your childhood understanding? Are you wanting more and wondering how you fit into the community of believers? Come spend a weekend with us for a Lenten Koinonia retreat, March 16th through the 18th at Our Lady of Guadalupe. 
For more information, call Cindy at 988-3763. And now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Okay, Rutten Radio listeners, if you're out there from coast to coast and around the globe, we got listeners all over the place here, folks. Uh, How do we chime know that? in? Chime in. Well. Uh, we don't. <laughs> I'm just. I'm uh, sure Meg's imagine. up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meg's yeah, always yeah. listening for us. She's, yeah, Meg's. You know what? She's hit us good up. for our West Coast. If you're out there listening, hit us up. We want to know where you're at, where you're listening from, hey, and uh, oh, Gullickson. Let's do this. Archbishop Gullickson there we go. Listens. We've got a year. Because usually after his lunch, he's. If you're listening, go to Facebook. Go to the Rutten Radio Facebook page at some point, and just say I'm listening right now, or from? I just listen. Input from. 
And well, their name will be on it. Yeah, but oh, we oh, need to yeah. know where and they where, live. Yeah, because not <laughs> a, we'll know where they live, but not everybody looking. Well, or whatever. and I might not know where they live. Yeah, but. if you if, if it's my friend, you yeah, won't yeah, know yeah. that. Just Mona go in there go. listening and okay. So this is Arizona, the thing. because people listen all day long. In next week, somebody's going to be yeah, listening so to this next Friday to afternoon. This, if you're listening to, to this on February 14th at 4 p.m. because you don't want to work the next hour at work, which you should justly work for what you're being paid, but we understand. <laughs> uh, go to the Facebook page, Rutten Radio, and then say, I'm listening to it right now. Thank you. Perfect. Oh, perfect, okay. perfect. Yeah, perfect. The, the, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> we've... Got a couple of fun things going on. We we're talking about Father Paul's adventures in the Faith and Real Life series, catechesis in his parish. And, you know, I've had, I just got back. I don't know if you guys know, but um, I was in the Grand Canyon. Um, uh, I, I never um, had Joe, been to Arizona. Joe, everybody knows what you're doing. <laughs> that's, that's it's okay. Wrong. It's okay. But there's no question. Because <laughs> if you follow Twitter or Facebook, we will discover where you're at yes. <laughs> and with whom you are. Yes. Is there a little, uh, is there a little where's Waldo <laughs> well, going be. on? Or? And it's good. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. But there's it's no good. question to wonder uh, where yeah. you're at. I'm not so, that guy, am I? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not well, that guy. But you are <laughs> but you're that guy. But you are that guy. <laughs> like, it's not annoying. All right, all right. But well, I want to be sensitive to these things. Here. <laughs> here's, here's what I discovered. I think you're vicariously living out the recruiter for Notre Dame football. Yes. Yes. That's totally. And that's exactly what it is. It's like rock star. I've never, ever seen a college advertise that they just got a recruit that's not an athlete. <laughs> yeah, Mount yeah. Marty, baby, right. here they come. <laughs> so it's like, what? Our latest recruit right here. Just, and I'm like, it's for the Benedictine Institute. It's not for basketball. But I recruited but, for their but, faith. But, but no, 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 no. But here's the thing. I want to be recruited. <laughs> yeah. like, like, it yeah. really does change. And I think, yeah. well, why not? Absolutely. I mean, could you imagine if whatever degree you're getting, the university's like, we just, we just recruited. We just recruited this person. Nobody, yeah. nobody advertises unless it's sports. Yeah. And, and So what you're saying and doing is saying, well, why not? Yeah. I so treat, anyways. Yeah, I treat them like a sports team. And I'll be honest with you, Paul, you're right. It comes from... Uh, it comes from following Notre Dame football, yeah. and it's a. If you don't know out there, uh, high school football players are recruited like when they, you know, by the time they they're in ninth grade, everybody knows who they are. And so Notre Dame, I've, I follow who they're looking at for yeah. the junior class, right? Yeah. So I thought, you know what, I'm paying attention to kids all over the United States that Notre Dame's recruiting while they're in high school. Well, I know that there's this girl out in Rapid City, and there's this girl out in Nebraska, and there's this boy over in Lamar's, Iowa, and I want these kids to be a part of my team. Yeah. The faith team, right? They're dialed into their Catholic faith, and they're, they're living it, but they're excellence across the board. They're doing other great things, but I want, I want to recruit them like, yeah, like they're a footballer, and so that's what I did. So I literally have a recruiting board. And, and, and someday, some guy is going to wake up, look outside, and there's going to be a Mount Marty truck parked outside yes. his house. <laughs> yes, we're coming for you, brother. And he is going to take it to school. And Amen. Right? I mean, yeah, Notre Dame does it. Yeah. They, yeah. they drive you a truck, a big semi. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're a high school your athlete, house, and they're like, so we want everybody you. knows you Notre Dame's sign. at your house. Notre, Dame's Notre Dame wants this kid. Yeah. yeah. Can you, I mean. Yeah. So, so, the, so I was thinking about this and <laughs> thinking, oh, what is Joe doing? Like, what is this? 
but the more I think about it, while it's a while it's slightly a take on athletics, modern athletics, it's actually more accurate to the college university experience and its origin than what we do today. Yes. And I was wondering today. There's an article about how poorly professors are paid, uh, academic and academics, oh. like at particularly at the col- at the like um, what are those two you know a two year oh. college or whatever yep, you know. Yep, yep. Um, and what I realized is that's because we don't place the value with the educator. We place the value with the administrator. We place the value sure. with the person that can sort of make life on campus exciting or whatever. Uh, but what you are doing is reestablishing the reason the university systems exist is because the professor had a relationship with his students. Yeah. It was the professor who opened the life of this student. Why? It's occurring to me. Because the kid was recruited. The kid yeah. was chosen. The kid was known and preferred by one person on that campus. Well, all of the professors on campus had their own students. So you don't mm-hmm. have to recruit every kid there. No, no. But kids are going to realize, my gosh, there's something happening here. They're going to go, and then they're going to find their professor. Or yep. because of the way you have a relationship with these professors, other professors are going to say, ah, that actually looks life-giving for Joe. Maybe I should open my life a little bit more to the students instead of just teaching them. And, and, then and John, away. you're right on. Where this comes from is my experience at St. Thomas and Catholic Studies because I learned that it's about a relationship and a family experience with the professors. So I had professors that, uh, you know, I'd go take out his one of the professor's docs from his lake house, and then he'd take me golfing. Oh, sure. And then I had another one, Dr. Thompson, that would invite us over for hot dogs one Sunday afternoon after church. And, and so you built a relationship with these people. And it wasn't just an academic, it, you know, open your brain and let me put stuff in it. It was a relationship. And so understanding that is where, you know, and think about school. Who are your best teachers? Who are your teachers that you love the most? You know, and all of a sudden they all jump in your mind. One person. Mrs. Schaefer. Mrs. Mrs. Schaefer, yeah. right? Because you knew all about. The Irish and the parade, and you went. I went. I remember going to her house. I loved Mrs. Schaefer so much. I remember I bought her a Christmas present. I don't oh. think I bought Christmas presents. I don't remember why I did this, but I remember the reason I remember it is because she lives on Cliff, Kiwanis Avenue, yep. and I went to her house to give her the present for some reason. Sure. I don't know how I got there. Yep. Or, yeah, and she has this. I mean, I still remember the story when the football players broke down on the way to Howard Wood Field, coming from O'Gorman, going to Howard Wood Field, and they stopped at her house and she gave him a ride. <laughs> 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 like, that's a relationship with it. Yeah. Now, you think about that. They're in high school, she taught them in fourth grade. But something happened that as they're driving down Kiwanis Avenue, their car breaks down, they say, Well, let's stop at Mr. Schaefer's house. She'll give us yeah. a ride. And that's the magic of being a teacher. It's really a special, special vocation and calling where you get to watch. And in college, it's special because these kids are on their own for the first time. And so you become the first adult mentor to them in their lives mm-hmm. on their first time outside of their home. And so it's a special thing that happens in college sure. that I'm just getting familiar with. And to be able to, to go out and say faith matters and it matters to the point where we're going to go out and find Catholic students that are dialed in. And for whatever other reasons they want to come to college, if you want to come here because of the Catholic culture and the Catholic faith, we think you're the type of student that would flourish right here. And to go out and get them and to build that you know, culture of excellence. So anyways, sure. Paul, that's the, it. The that's other reason I know is you posted it on our Facebook page. Oh, oh, you I did. Re- yeah, you took a picture. Oh, and did I take a picture of the shirt or yeah. something? Yeah, the shirt right here. Yeah. Yep. So I, 
So I, was I thinking, don't often visit Arizona, but when I do, I wear my Rutten Radio t-shirt for good luck. <laughs> so whenever your brothers go somewhere, bring your shirt, take a picture, post it on the page, and we'll do a little traveling show. Or, yeah, you know, like what's it's the, like the, uh, the Yankton Observer. If you'll find out now that you're down there, they, their listeners go all over the world and bring the newspaper with them and then take the picture of themselves with the pyramids reading, reading the, the Observer oh. on top of a camel. And they're yep. reading the observe. Yeah. So, all right. Um, all right. All right. All right. So well, I was trying to start something new there. Yeah. Right? No, I can do it. <clears throat> you know, so it, if you end up in Hawaii or Matthew Woods won't be happy because that means I have to move my other T-shirt, my swoon T-shirt to the back then. Oh, because that thing's been everywhere as well. Oh, really? The Holy Land, Rome, <laughs> Siena, because I had it when I'm a sabbatical. So oh. everywhere I went in front of a Ferrari, like all kinds of places. <laughs> swoon. Swoon. Hawaii. Beautiful sunset. Me wearing my swoon T-shirt. I think I should get something from them besides, you know, little royalties. Little royalties, but anyways. <laughs> but so I'll switch. I'll wear this. Good. Yeah, well, you don't. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, what we? Anyways, I was doing in Arizona, right? So we were down there for uh, a Grand Canyon visit. Well, we're taking all of the students at Mount Marty College. The freshmen starting next year. Every year, the freshmen at Mount Marty College will do experiential learning to the Grand Canyon where we help them experience and kind of encounter the vastness of creation. And, but yet in that smallness, that somehow God loves them infinitely. And so, so we're going to take them down there for a retreat type experience. And we we're down there. We got a place booked in the Grand Canyon. We literally could throw a baseball in the canyon from where we're sleeping. No. Yeah, it's mm. only God would do this stuff. Yep. Like we drove in. We had a place booked an hour outside and put the deposit down and everything else. And next thing I'm like, well, all right, this is what it's going to be. You know, you got to be in a bus for 20 hours to get down there. And then we're going to wake up the next morning and have to drive, you know, I'm like, oh, this just isn't perfect, but whatever it is what it is. We get down there and the other guy, Wyatt, uh, who's the events coordinator jumped in with us. And he's like, oh, my wife works for the national park service. Um, yeah. So <laughs> she's been there. She was trained here at the grand Canyon. They have this little deal here. Yeah. They got a lodge and, oh yeah, they can fit about 150 students, you know? So yeah, we'll stay right. Uh, I just got it booked right there in the lot. <laughs> you did what? Like Jane and I who organized in this thing spent two days trying to find places. And in like 15 minutes, this guy has us booked in the Grand Canyon, literally. We're on top of the ridge. So anyway, it's rock star stuff. So if you're out there listening, freshman year, starting next, freshman in college next year at Mount Marty, we're headed to the Grand Canyon. Come join us. And the other thing I was up to here is we have the Benedictine Leadership Institute that we started at Mount Marty College. And we had our visiting scholar, an Irish priest named Father John McNerney, uh, who was unbelievable. And I wished I could have gotten him up here to be on the radio show. So next time I'll try and get visiting people to, to come like you did, John, with uh, uh, Father Varus. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, he, he just had some epic, epic stories. But he told a great story about this Irish nun in the 1800s following the potato famine. Oh. And she was just like us. She was all over the place, right? Um, just must have had a lot of energy, whatever else. Well, anyway, she's a part of this order that's helping out people after the Great Famine in Ireland. Ireland loses a million people through death and a million people through deport. They leave, right? So you go from 9 million to 7 million in a very short period of time. The place is falling apart. They're literally eating each other. Like, they have no food. They're starving. She goes to this town, and she envisions in this town that she can restore the dignity of the people in the town through providing them with employment, through, through the creation of goods. And what she does is she starts a textile mill that produces the scarves and the clothes of the Irish, right? You know, oh, the Irish sure. famous Irish. Well, uh-huh. She starts her own textile mill. 
and, the, and, and brings this whole economy about and wealth about to this community that still exists today. You can go on and look at Foxwood Mills uh, uh, materials. It still exists 150 years later. To, to, uh, all right. Well, she goes there with this vision and this, this plan, and it's divinely inspired, right? And so she brings in this advisor from the north, this business guy that knows what he's doing and has other mills, and she, he's going to advise her, and, and he, he tells her, you know what, sister, you're nuts. This will never work. And he, she, he says, sister, how are you going to do this? And she just simply says, providence, providence, providence. Hmm. <laughs> and he said and the guy said okay I'll help <laughs> no way yes that's, because he that's, realized that she had the golden thread yes! something was there that he couldn't estimate and calculate and quantify and like that woman's got something she's out yes I'm in <laughs> And she, there they go. They did it. They built this thing and created jobs and industry. And, and what it is is it, it brought dignity back to the people while creating wealth and business. And, and so anyways, this, so that's my new motto moving forward. Providence, providence, providence. That's it. If it's God's will, uh, he'll provide. And if it's not his will, then we don't want it to be done. Right. So this is, I'm just like floored. Well, by the way, where did you get the golden thread? Was that from us? Okay, that's my idea, and we're putting <laughs> we're putting we're putting up at St. Lambert or at uh, at Harrisburg, Harrisburg. Uh, on the wall. I, I'm I'm realizing when I say like God did this, people don't know what you know. It looks like we just worked hard and we did it, yeah. but the fact of the matter is, somehow we're just instruments, but we didn't really do these things. So we have this string with clothespins and then the stories of this happening and this happening and this happening so that people can read them and grow in their understanding of what it looks like when God makes something happen. Yes. And, and then, the, so then I said, and they're going to hang from a golden thread. <laughs> <laughs> so we got gold, Paul Monique and I, we went to Hobby Lobby together last oh. week. It was, a, it was awesome. <laughs> so this is where it originates from. I found this document that is blowing my mind. And he says in here, he uh, talks tell us what the document is. So the document is the people who lead communion liberation groups uh, by Father Julian Caron, who wrote this book, Disarming Beauty. But this is just the people who are leading. And he's talking about how to choose leaders. Mm -hmm. And when should you change leaders? And, um, and I was just blown away by this. He says, we need to understand what it means to serve a community. Okay. How can we better serve that community? By paying attention to what was said and by paying attention to how the mystery allows things to happen. We realize that the Lord is the one who guides. By adhering to what the mystery does, to what Christ present in the church does, because it's not as if Christ has gone on vacation <laughs> and we're the ones who have to be in charge of the community. Hmm. No, serving the community is to continue what Christ has done. I have always done these things pleasing to my father, Jesus said. He said, he shows us through the way that things happen. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the problem is whether or not we are willing to adhere to what he does, to serve and not possess what he does, to follow what he does, the way he does things. 
And he says the hardest conversion is allowing yourself to be changed by what happens. Oh. Providence, providence, providence. But we live in America, which was founded on the idea that pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It was founded on the idea that this is a God-given land. Get out and work hard. It was founded on the idea that, uh, what do they say, to be idle is the devil's playground. So we go work just just so that we're not going to be tempted by the devil. No, we we got to observe. Sometimes we got to be idle so we can see what God makes happen. Providence, providence, providence. providence. How are we going to build a beautiful church out in Harrisburg? How are we going to get enough family? Providence, (laughs) providence, providence. Providence. Nothing has racked my brain more that I just cannot pierce than understanding, and I know that I got to just read Thomas Aquinas and I pray it'll help, but is understanding the relationship between my will and God's will. (laughs) <laughs> what, right, like I, because I'm on the other side. Uh, you know, like last night, uh, we're getting ready for the talk, and all of a sudden, I have to leave the table. So I leave Mike Farrell, one of your yeah. uh, people up in your business leaders up in Watertown. I leave him at the table with the speaker, Father John McNerney, at, at dinner. And now that's kind of rude, you know. I leave, but I also provided them an opportunity to chat and me get out of the way. But really, what it was was that I realized that I this is my first event at Mount Marty. And that's confusing to get where the room is. And I didn't have signs directing oh. visitors hmm. to get to where the, the talk was. And I'm like, you know what? They're going to come in and they're all going to be looking around. They're not going to find this place. They're going to be angry. They're going to be upset. They're going to be disappointed, whatever. And they're not, they're going to leave, right? That's going to be their first experience of the Benedictine Leadership Institute visiting scholar, right? <laughs> can't find um, it. <laughs> and so I realized I have to go move posters from all over the college so that they're staged in a way that walks them up to the room. Mm. So if I don't do that, does that matter? Oh. And so that's the, that's the like, all right, I, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what happens? Well, there will be people. Now, well, all right, there will be. It is. So where is that give and take? So I sit down at the table, and Father John you guys would love Father McNerney, by the way. He is totally Father Caron, hmm. communion, liberation, like listen to the spirit, follow God's providence. And he says, what were you doing? And I said, well, I was, you know, moving signs around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, yes, yes. He said, events, it never ends. <laughs> and I thought, because he does these things, he's, he's from University of College Dublin in Ireland, 25,000 students. He's the head chaplain. Like, he puts events on. He does this for a living, too. And he knows it's never-ending. Mm-hmm. So where is that balance between work, trust, between my will, God's will? That's where prayer and discernment and listening and all of that stuff. But it's so hard. Mm-hmm. I love your idea of the golden thread so people can hear stories about how God's working and they can see that God's in the middle of it all no matter what the circumstances are. And they can read from other people's stories, like Father Paul is having people share their stories so people can see the golden thread. You're posting the stories so people... You guys are brilliant. I need to hang out with you guys more often. (laughs) Well, 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 well. I think we should transition into our children's prayer. You know what? Everybody's getting ready to head off to school. So we got 10 minutes. 
I think we need to do a shout out on Facebook. Then we we're need not to even get to an the, hour in. It's we're, eight o'clock. The kids go to school. At yeah, eight. I know. We still got a whole another hour. Oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah. Wow. Great. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, we got another hour. If you don't don't leave us, don't leave us. Stick around. It's going to be fantastic. But let's uh, let's just uh, before we take another break and uh, hit up the children's prayer, uh, Facebook Live. Father John had a great idea. Go on there, type in your your uh, uh, location that you're listening. Even if you're listening in two weeks from now, type in, "Hey, I'm listening." And I see Rod Evans. Yeah. Rod Evans, give a shout out yeah. to Rod. What's up, Rod? Do you guys know? Like he doesn't. Uh, Rod's like a world famous photographer. Mm-hmm. He's good at what he does. Uh, and so Rod's wonderful. Rod, you're in Sioux Falls, Evans Photography downtown. Shout out there, Rod. We should have Rod on sometime. So this is what I would point out so far is those that are checking in are proving that I'm right. What? Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls. Oh, oh come on. We actually don't have a global audience. Oh. <laughs> oh. We're really normal, average people. The only people listening to us are the ones that suffered us in the North End for all those years. Oh, in Nazareth, a prophet isn't accepted in his hometown. Oh, they're accepting us. Oh, so we're accepted in our oh, hometown. Yeah, 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 we're just yeah. not accepted anywhere We're just else. not accepted beyond it. So far, it's just Sioux Falls. Well, Sioux Falls. I'm listening. Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. All right, Sioux, Sioux Falls. Falls. Hey, I believe this is coast to coast and beyond to the most. Oh! Who is it? Where are they from? Joel Staus from the North End. Oh, yes. Right? Or from the cathedral. They were like up on the well, yeah, North had, End. Yeah. I'm listening now from Mexico. Yay! Joel's in Mexico. I, uh, man, I wish I was in Mexico. See, that'll be the fun part. We can talk. Uh, we can all okay. think and dream. So, Joel Stouse, we got all kinds of fun stuff going on here. Sally, Sally Pollock and all them. Uh, let's get to kids' prayer. We've got wonderful children heading off to school. Pray for all those teachers out there. Uh, Father John, would you like to dial us in and get us ready for the school day? Father Paul? <laughs> it says Paul on the deal, I guess. I Paul did the Oh, you started. Prayer. Oh, That's yeah. Okay. 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 In the okay. name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the providential ways in which you have entered this world, the providential ways in which you have entered our lives, and the providential ways in which you are present to us in this moment, from this studio to this city to this world. May all who are in search of the Lord find you in their midst. May those who are dropping off their students be grateful for the life they have been entrusted by God. May they grow more confident that God is providing for them and they may they uh, continue to do the best they can and entrust the rest to the providence of the Lord. As we pray, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We'll take a break and be right back. My name is Dr. Matt Hayes. I'm a orthopedic radiologist at Stanford Health. I completed my undergraduate degree at Mount Marty College. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, I was welcomed with open arms. I would give high school students the following advice. I wouldn't overlook a smaller school. A small school allows you to excel individually. One of the things that led me to excel was having professors that know every student's name. They personally know you. 
the professors truly judge their success by the success of their students. The ability of the professors to instill in them a desire to lifelong learn, community, and above all, faith. Mount Marty does this better than any school in South Dakota. There's a lot of professors that can teach, but there's only there's so few that can motivate you to go above and beyond what you even thought possible. Mount Marty College will instill in you an unshakable sense of faith that will allow you to lead and serve in your future and in your career. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need. Whether it's term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis, please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605 351 Knights of Columbus Insurance. Seize the Day birthday segment is being brought to you by Dental Center in Aberdeen. Dr. Merksbauer and Dr. Meyer are committed to serving their patients, including providing information that helps them to make more informed decisions about their oral health needs. From all of us here at Lamb Catholic Radio, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Monsignor Carlton Herman. He's retired in Yankton. Happy birthday, Monsignor, and many blessings on your special day. Seize the Day birthday segment has been brought to you by Dental Center in Aberdeen. Dental Center offers dental treatments that include porcelain veneers, dental implants, dental exams, and restorations. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 7th. Today we celebrate Saint Colette. A quiet life of prayer and devotion was Colette's path to sanctity. Born in France in 1381, Colette lived the life of a hermit following her father's death. She followed the third rule of Saint Francis and became a so-called anchoress, a woman walled into a room whose only opening was a window into a church. She developed a reputation for holiness, and many people went to her for spiritual direction. After four years, Colette left her tiny cell, and with the encouragement of the Pope, joined the Poor Clares. Serving as Abbess General, she began the work of restoring the primitive rule of St. Clare in the 17 monasteries she established. Though she met with some initial opposition, the Reform Movement took root in France and spread elsewhere as well. She and her sisters became known for their poverty and fasting. Colette began her reform during the time of the Great Western Schism, where three men claimed to be Pope, and Western Christianity was deeply divided. Her efforts were aimed at reminding not just the poor Clares, but also the entire church, of the need to follow Christ more closely. She died in 1447. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Prayers of the Faithfully Departed is being brought to you by Paulson Monuments in Canton, South Dakota. We guarantee you will notice the difference. We would like to pray today for the repose of the souls of Gwen Valkenier, Roger Fetrell, and Marie Froelich. Eternal rest grant unto them, Lord, and let your perpetual light shine upon them. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, 
Rest in peace. Prayers of the Faithfully Departed has been brought to you by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota. Remember a loved one, honor a friendship, create a legacy. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio on KSJP 88.9 in Ipswich, Aberdeen, KSTJ 91.3 in Hartford, Mitchell, and Yankton, and 104.3 Juan Diego Radio in Sioux Falls. And now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. How are we all doing, everybody? It's good to be back here. We're at the top of the hour, the second hour of Rutten Radio here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, coming at you live with uh, Brothers Priests, Father Paul and Father John, and Brother Layman Joe. You're listening to Brothers Radio, Rutten Radio, and we just got a text on our Facebook page that Father John showed me, and I'm actually not sure that I like it. What? Oh, well, uh, yeah. It's a guy right. texting a picture of him kicking back in Mexico at a resort. <laughs> like, 
How it's do we five get this? degrees outside right now in South Dakota here, folks. <laughs> He's listening to us kicked back. He probably has a cerveza in his hand. Well, no, maybe not, not yet. Not it's yet. not quite it's five there, but or four. Uh, so anyway, how do I get it's to good to have everybody up, up out and about and uh, listening to us here for the top half of the hour. we got some great topics. We're going to talk a little bit about the liturgical season in the second hour. Uh, Lent and Ash Wednesday and Easter and Valentine's Day and some of those fun things coming up. And uh, then we'll jump into our movie of the month. So with that, I just thought I'd turn it over to Father Paul and let him kind of steer the carriage as we jump into the liturgical season. Yes, it's coming. Uh, if Maybe if you've read the Bishop's Bulletin, uh, one of the realities that we face this year is this unique thing. Uh, Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, falls on Valentine's Day. Uh, so I, I believe that some men are rejoicing because they're like, well, honey, I, I really would, but you know, since we're fasting, I mean, we could go for water and bread, uh, if, you know, Panera maybe or something. Uh, but we should maybe just not have anything for Valentine's Day. Then the other kicker is Easter falls on April Fool's Day, <laughs> April 1st. So we see this reality that the, the Christian life is, is coming up against the secular world as well, which is the way it's always been. We, I think we have this idea that somehow Christianity's just always lived in this bubble and it just does its own thing and it mm. has never really had to be conflicted by the society or had to bump up against those things. Well, nah, the whole time it's, it's had this issue. Uh, so anyways, Ash Wednesday uh, begins um, next week. Uh, and that starts our 40 days of Lent. Uh, again, uh, if you're a math major and you're counting them up, uh, that doesn't include Sundays. So if you're doing your math and you're looking, you're like, ah, Father Paul, that's more than 40 days. You need uh, to go back to Miss Schaefer. Yeah, and, and have her teach you how to add. Uh, actually, that would have been Miss Burns that taught me how to add. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so we have Lent. Uh, and, and the one thing that I'm still uh, struck by and I can't find is the reality that our Lenten observance should push us to need grace. That we, we, we go through Lent and it's sort of like this, I don't know, uh, white knuckle. Can I do it for 40 days? Uh, I'm going to give something up for 40 days and, you know, I'm going to... Uh, and I actually, the church is like, no, what we really want is for you to bump up against your humanity and say, oh, maybe God's grace is what I need. <laughs> uh, that it's not just, can I, can I go 40 days without Diet Coke or 40 days without chocolate? Uh, can I actually let my life be conformed to God's will? Can I allow myself to be changed so much that at the end of Lent, I don't binge on whatever it was I just gave up for 40 days, but instead I allow myself to be able to say, by God's grace, maybe I'll have it again. You know, maybe I'll do it again. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Uh, but I come at it with a freedom mm -hmm. to be able to say, mm, you know, uh, sort of, so for me, Diet Coke would be one. So for You like Diet Coke? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I'm so I gave it up. Absolutely and, and as you know, we, we priests have a tendency to say like what we're giving up or what oh, we're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at Easter, I bet I had six cases <laughs> of Diet Coke. 
Because everybody wanted to like say, "Hey, Mother Ball, it's Easter. You get your night uh, gold back." Should have given up Guinness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but there was a moment where I'm like, "Well, do I even want it?" Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so there is this reality that it wasn't just a white knuckled Lent. It was an opportunity to say, well, maybe God's saying you can drink something else that's actually not going to kill you. Uh, <laughs> but, but I don't know that that's how we approach Lent, yeah. this time of, of fasting and prayer, as a, a time to really be honest that maybe my Christianity hasn't been God's grace. That it really has been sort of this white knuckling Christianity that I'm just going to try harder to be a Christian when I'm at work, mm-hmm. instead of saying, "Actually, God, I can't try harder. So, how about you give me the grace, or you give me the moment, you give me the opportunity to see it, and then say, okay, if this is what you want, then mm-hmm. then this is what you want, uh, and that I'm going to fail. Like this is this other part, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing." To realize I can't do this uh, because what you give up isn't supposed to be sinful to begin with this is the other part like we're not supposed to fast from I mean in a sense uh, so when you fail at your Lenten observance it's not like you know you're gonna start lashing yourself you know <laughs> because you're such a bad person but instead you're gonna have to say wow Christianity isn't what I thought it was can you explain that statement right there Again, it's Pope Francis' statement that he said early on, that a Christian shouldn't look like he's just come from a funeral. Yeah. So again, this idea of its rules, its regulations, it's kind of hard, it's arduous, but you know what? It's good. You know, I, I really like this because it's just, it's making me a better person. Well, yeah, I mean, what makes it hard is that I've got this will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and as you were talking before, yeah. the, before the break, and I'm not willing to let my will be conformed to God's will. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to trust that he knows what's best. Uh, and so I keep trying to figure out how to manipulate God's will to be my will. Uh, and I, I don't know that I see, see this, I say the other thing. I don't know that we see Christian, Christians like this. Yeah. Like that Christians live this way. Like, well, this is how we live. You know, uh, why are you the way you are? Well, because God, God's grace. Oh, uh, but when you do talk about it, because you talk about it, you know, like, you know, you'll say, you wouldn't believe this. I, I actually enjoyed this. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Uh, or the other one, the great freedom. You know, I'm early. Always early. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because unless God wants to make me late, I'll just always be early. Uh, instead of having to say, oh, I should, you know, I should be better at this and I should really try harder, you know, to make sure that I'm right on time, you know, because, No. Well, God, I guess you want me to be early. Yeah. So. So we do. It looks like we have the same struggles. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is really this is real something we could spend the rest of our lives after, and and talking about and mining and going deeper in because it's so foreign to our experience that you just like get it and then it's gone. Yep. You get it, and it's gone. I'm finding over and over again, no wonder nobody wants to be a Catholic. <laughs> because? There's nothing enjoyable. There's nothing really enjoyable about it. 
we just say it's enjoyable. I mean, oh. I, there is yeah, for yeah, me. Okay. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. the last thing I want to do is be a part of a church that all they want me to do is get into some group. Sure. Well, how about you want what's helpful to my life? How about you want to meet me? How about you want to share your life with me? Uh, I don't, you know, if all we can do is think that people getting in groups is what they're looking for, that's, I want friendship. I want somebody to look at me with mercy and not like constantly be evaluating me. Right. I want somebody who can accept that I am somebody who can't look at mercy and I am somebody who judges and I am somebody <laughs> who's a wretch and you still keep coming back to me? Why do you keep coming back to me? Everybody else cuts me out. Well, at the heart of most sh- lives, I think, nobody really shares their life because sure. we're afraid. Yep. Well, if you knew everything about me, right. if you knew who I really was, if you knew the things that I go on in my house, if if you came over to my house when it wasn't cleaned up, if you yeah. you know, uh, I I just think this is, and we miss that God is doing something. Sure. And if we see that God is doing something, and we tend to that, that's when all of a sudden life like opens up beautiful, and then all of a sudden you're like willing to share these crazy things about your life <laughs> because that's no longer the end of what you're talking about. Or you're willing to just say, you know, I'm not interested in that group, or I don't need this thing, and yep. but but I love coming to mass. Yep. You know, we have this high school student in Harrisburg who comes to daily mass. They can't come right now because of some other things, but it's been coming to daily mass on a regular basis with his family. Oh. He loves it. Huh. Now the temptation is for me is, can I let him just love that, or do I want to now use him to build a youth group? Sure. Yeah. Or sign them up for seminary. Or sign them up for sem. Yes, yes. I like. I I can't stay with the fact of what God is making happen and rejoice in it. Sure. I have to like do something. Right. Yeah. Capitalize so. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Capitalize on the moment. And I think Strike while the iron's hot. And I think that that secondary portion is Christianity. The first portion is Christianity. Right. Look what God's doing. Look what God's doing. Look what God's doing. Look what God's doing. The apostles didn't go out there and and like create Bible studies. The sure. apostles went out and proclaimed good news. Yep. The Lord is present. Yeah. The Lord, do you see him? And then yep. you, what did they do? They lived with them, mm-hmm. shared life with them. Yep. They ate with them. They, they accepted who they were. Sure. And then what did he say? If the spirit's not there, move on. Yeah. And shake the dust. Shake the dust. Just like, if you don't see me here, then keep moving. Cause you can only do what I make happen. Yep. You can only go yep. where the power is. Yeah. It's the, the homily that Father Mike Griffin gave uh, w- when I was first ordained. We could watch the TV mass in between our two masses so oh. I could hear his homily oh. just to see what he'd say. And the, the one that, and I've used it before, but speaking of that, what, what he said was, we always blame Thomas when he comes back and they're all saying, oh, Jesus is alive, Jesus is alive. And he says, I need to touch the wounds. Well, and he said, well, the door was locked. The door was still locked, and they're trying to convince Thomas that, that Jesus is alive. They sure aren't living it. And it was this reality that I think, <laughs> now, if the door had been wide open, yes, Thomas would have been like, what happened? What happened? But instead, the door's locked, and he's got to get the door unlocked to get in, and then hear them say, oh, no, he's alive, he's alive. And he's like, sure doesn't look like it to me, because I think if he was alive, I would live differently. Mm. So I do think you're right. We have this Christianity that's still sort of the doors closed, you know, and we're afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, what if somebody sees me? Uh, what if somebody sees me this way or whatever way it might be? Uh, but 
So I have to admit that and say, wow, Lord, the door is still locked. And I don't know why. Because I do know that you're alive. But something, I, something's missing. And this is, this is the, the, this idea of conversion and what God makes happen in sort of like God moments that when we can pay attention to these and then be faithful to that, how do you know the difference between my will and God's will? Well, can I point to the reason of what I'm doing as being something that originated before, outside of my plan? I didn't plan this, and so here I am. And so as an example, just use this uh, boy. It's not the same one, but let's use another guy sure. that's in high school. And he came to this event we did, not even a part of the parish, and he brings four friends. They all wanted to be there. Everybody was alive. I was alive because they were alive. Well, right there's something. So it's not as if you can't build the youth group, but like you see how God does this, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, is this? So then what do I do? I'm like, oh, he belongs to another parish. I went over to that parish. I talked to their youth minister. I said, hey, if this is really something that God's doing, if there's really something happening, you okay if we just like see where it goes? Yeah, great. That'd be fine. Okay. And, and then that, God can, you know, I want a, a hundred young people involved. Yep. But I don't want a hundred young people involved that I had to convince to get there and then I got to make, stay there by my effort. I want the hundred there because they're like, my life is only happy when I keep coming back to you crazy people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that maybe explains why people like hanging out with the Ruttons. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, assuming they do like hanging out with us uh, there's a few people out there listening so if you're out there listening let us know that uh, you enjoy listening to the crazy ruttons uh here on rutten radio you can follow us on facebook and twitter and all those fun things but our rutten radio facebook page is the best way to comment send pictures of where you're at if you're kicked up having coffee somewhere or you're uh, at work in the office uh, you can also follow us uh, on our live stream here in the lamb catholic radio live stream Gave a shout-out to the kids headed off to school. Great things are happening in our lives. And the liturgical season, you know, this, this, there's a, a season for all things, right? And we're about ready to move into that barren season, that, that Lenten period of sacrifice and of purification and almsgiving and pr increased prayer and some of these types of things. If, if you had something out there for the listeners that um, are coming at, at this uh, Catholic and this Christian deal from two different places. One, they're out there listening, um, but they just kind of go through the typical routine of being Christian and being Catholic and whatever else. What would you encourage them to do this Lent that might be a game changer for them or might be a good thing that they could do to, to kind of give a little spark to this, to this Lent? And then if you're talking to the person out there that's kind of dialed in, you know, they kind of got some good things going and they're really rocking and the, they feel connected and energized, you know what? Is there a different message that you might give to them or maybe it's the same, but what encouragement would you give to somebody for this Lent? Two things. Ask God what he wants this Lent. Mm -hmm. And number two, pay attention to what happens. Maybe the first thought that comes to your mind. Maybe somebody that comes across your path. Maybe a new event that occurs. Yeah, yeah it, it's back to your, your dilemma. Do I want God's will? Whether I'm on fire or not, do I want God's will? So either way, Lord, I want your will. 
for me. No matter what it is. Yeah. And and this would be the it's not always this case, but if you're out there and you're saying, "But I know. How do I know God's will?" God makes things happen. Yeah. Like it's not an well, idea. Like the, like the, look at your son. Is does he does he put someone on your heart that you are supposed to be praying for that you haven't been saying? So yes what to? we're missing here maybe is a discussion a little bit around discernment, observation, awareness. Sure, we could do a whole. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because again, I I I'm pretty convinced we we all do know God's will. I, I, <laughs> I just, because you because you know it and you're like not that. Yeah. When 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 it bumps up against you, I don't know what you guys do, but whenever I get my CFSA, I do always say, "Well, Lord, what do you want me to give?" And then I'm like, "Not that. I don't want to give that." You know, because something shows up. Lord, what do you want? And then there's this like thought, and you're like, well, that can't be it. I, I really, I could be wrong, but I mm-hmm. really don't think that God is absent from people. I just really think it's scary. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we'd say, oh, the Israelites, they went into the desert. How did, you know, you go into the desert. You, <laughs> you get out of your comfort zone. We, we can't even handle, you know, not having Starbucks nearby. Like, they went into a desert. There was nothing. Like, when am I ever in a moment where there's nothing? I have nothing to trust in mm. but God's providence. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean, so, it, so we should probably back off on the Israelites a bit. I, that's <laughs> a great <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm quick. You, I'm man. so quick. Like, oh, you know, they took him like the one mo- day. We went through the desert. We drove through the desert. Yeah. From Arizona. To, and I thought yeah. to myself, if you broke who, it who down, who does yeah. this? Yeah. Like, if you broke down, you're dead. There was nothing. And I'm thinking, and, but, and we're in a car. Uh-huh. Imagine walking. And you're walking. And you're like, where do we get water? Mm-hmm. You know, not from the Culligan man. Uh, he, he's not here. And, and, and you're like, God's taking us here? Like, really? Uh, so I do think that this is the problem. Like, God really does lead us to the desert. And the desert really is a place where we really have been stripped of everything that we want to hold on to. Uh, and so we're like, wow, that can't be where God wants me. And Father Paul, when you, uh, when you, when you speak this way about knowing God's will... Um, but it's scary, right? So what you're, you're telling us is listen to your mind and your heart, your gut reaction, that initial impulse type of thing, uh, and stick with it. Listen to it. Pray with it. Uh, don't, don't, it, your initial reaction might be knee-jerk, but stick with it. Here's, here's the reality. I, I, I'm convinced that if, if I really do think that this is God's will, he's not going to punish me. Mm-hmm. It's the, the moment when I think it's his will and then I don't do it that I'm, that I'm wrong. So even, so this is the hard part. So even if I'm wrong and I think it's his will, he's going to work with that. Yeah. A- a- yeah. And this is the problem. We don't want to be wrong. You know, and so we want to make sure that we've got it right and then we'll go do it. Well, if this is what you think, then try it. Do it. Now again, of course, in all things, we're not talking about sin. <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, God wants me to, you know, steal. No, God, that's not what God wants. But this idea that if I really think it, then do it. Mm. If it's wrong, God will let you know. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. You know, something will happen. But, 
so, so again, we invite all these people to come to our parish for faith in real life. They don't all say yes, but for some reason they were placed on our hearts, so we just say it. We ask them. Well, okay, you know, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? Because, you know, again, this is the thing we were talking about this at, at men's group the other day. I don't think God's going to say, sell everything and move to Zambia. I just don't think that's going to happen. You know, so it, there's, there is this prudence. But we have in our mind, what if he asks me to sell everything and move to Zambia? Well, do you have a family? You have to, I mean, like, God's going to be. But, but we make these scenarios, and they're like, well, then I need to control this. So, okay, well, I'll get rid of one thing. Well, no, that's not how it works. Like, really, what does God want? What is he, what, see what happens. And that, that maybe is a good point there, too, is uh, so part of what you're intuiting is the circumstances that you're in. Right. So you got this intuition, you got this movement of your heart, you got this thought in your head, and then you like look at your experience. Right. As opposed to staying in your head and like rejecting it or trying to figure it out, then you look at your experience and you say, oh, I actually am not married. Right. I could go to Zambia. Right. Yep. Oh my gosh, uh, that Facebook post about Sam. So this couple, I brought in the human experience to St. Thomas because I was out in Connecticut at the first introduction to that movie oh, with sure. the Franciscan friars. I was so moved by it. When I came to seminary in St. Paul, I said, we should, we should bring this in. It was the easiest event I've ever done. There were people hanging out of the rafters. The fire marshal came. Thank goodness he was Catholic. Oh. There was way too many yeah. people in there. And it was packed like a year later maybe or two years later i meet this movement communion liberation and these people that are really interesting to me and all of a sudden one night this one couple starts talking about going to this uh orphanage and how how important this was to them and how their life was changed by this and all this stuff do you know where they met this orphanage by being at the human experience and seeing it in the movie. Oh, my gosh. And they were moved sure. to go there. Their circumstances provided it. Yep. They were young. They, were, they didn't have sure. kids. They, yep. So as opposed to, like, I have kids, and now I'm going to leave all my kids at home. And, like, the circumstances can help you to verify it. But you've got to get out of your head yeah. and stop rejecting what you think. All yep. uh, oh, our heads so living in there. There's all yeah. kinds of people. We could, let's do a story. Let's put it down in the future. Let's do a little uh, segment on. We'll give it some thought instead of just. Sure. This is good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, take a break, and when we come back, we'll have a conversation about the movie of the month club, all or right. whatever we call it. Adios. Don't go away. We got a half hour left. See you in a couple. When I was 12 or 13, I started drinking occasionally and then smoking marijuana daily. By the time I was 14, I was trying other things, pills and hallucinogens like mushrooms and acid. When I was 16 is when I started on meth. I'm Troy. I'm from Iowa. By the time I was 18, I was in prison. I robbed the drug dealer. It was a drug deal gone bad. Ended up spending five years of my life in prison. Meth was a recreational thing on the weekends. Still smoking pot on a daily basis. Getting my new business up and going. It started to be more than just a weekend thing. It ended up being a daily thing where I just had to survive off of it. My meth use had caused me into buying quantities of it, which caused the cops to follow me around and drive by my house. They were watching me. When you know it's time to quit, but you don't know how to begin, Call Tallgrass at 605-368-5559. You'll get your life back and one you never dreamed was possible. 
Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it's term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. Now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Are we on? <laughs> okay, so it's clear that we need Joe because and, and we don't know what to do with and the it's break. It's clear that Joe just got up and left. Yeah, Joe just literally walked abandoned up and us. abandoned God us. God is trying providence, John. Providence. providence. <laughs> we're trying to figure out how to give away a T-shirt, but we're not sure how to give it away. Um, why don't we? I mean, we did the Facebook thing the last time, and they had to post and answer the question. The first yeah. one. So what's the question? Well. Yeah, so Joe, you can't get up and walk out, right? <laughs> we no, are we you. live? Yeah, we were live. Yes. Oh, no. Hey, the radio, or the people showed up. We got, we got I know, people I here. I know we got people here. So well, how are we giving away the T-shirt? <laughs> oh, um, what's the question? Oh, yeah, so this one, this is going to be a good one. All right. And where do they post? So what do they do? where do you post? You're posting on the Facebook page, I'm right? The Rutten, so, sorry, Rutten Radio. Radio Facebook page is where you're going to post. I'm not calling it this time because last time I called it, the, I got yelled at because somebody had shot, screenshotted and, and, they were first. And so, so John, this, you're calling. This is going to be a wonderful, we got it, Rutten Radio 
T-shirt here to give away. I know folks, who wants if you're out it. there listening. Uh, all you have to do is be able to answer this question. One of the most important no, things. No, no, and okay, so you want to be on the homepage of the Rotten yeah, Radio? Yeah, you want to be on? Everybody get on the homepage, Rotten Radio, get ready to type in your answer, and the first person that clicks send with the right answer. That shows up on John. Shows up John, on John's on your... over there. You're going to nope. shout it you out. You can do it on mine. Do it on mine, then. John's not ready on Facebook? Oh, my goodness. You can do it on mine. Here we go, folks. It's going to be a fantastic question. This is a very important question for Catholics. I mean, this whole tradition that we have is 2,000 years old. That's pretty crazy, right? Yep. It's been around one of the longest institutions on the face of the earth sure. is the Catholic Church. Now, we trace the lineage back through what's called apostolic succession, which is the succession of the apostles through our bishops yep. to today. Who is the first person to succeed an apostle in the church and from the original 12. Judas is going to be replaced. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Who is it huh. that Who's they Judas select or elect or the Holy Spirit selects and how crazy. to replace how, Judas? How crazy how they do it. Right? They just do lots. So this, maybe this is the better example. So here's what they do. They pick two who they think would be good. And then they roll dice. <laughs> right? They cast lots. Basically, yeah. So again, it, it says, well, what, what do you think? Okay, you give me two options, God's going to do the rest. Uh, so there's a part of it that we play, and then there's a part of it that uh, God finishes it for us. Well, that kind of goes back to the whole whose will, my will, God's will, <laughs> will deal. We got to do a little bit, select the first two, and then roll the ah. dice and let God figure it off from there. Be. So who is the first successor of an apostle in apostolic succession oh somebody answered church. it but he says no need for a shirt so uh-oh uh, let's let's see here mm-hmm. here we go raylan i know you're out there listening pollock sally you're out there listening too who is the first successor of an apostle in this historic 2000 year lineage of the catholic church all of our bishops can trace their lineage back fairly far I've seen lots of them go back to the 1500s. Seems like the Reformation is a popular period to get back to. After do, the do Reformation, I suppose. Do you see it, John? You're kind of like we're cool, but John, you got anybody popping up? Or? No, I don't. Uh, I oh, right here, uh, Joel Staus. Joel Staus. Just wait. I, you know, I is it the right answer? <laughs> hey! Oh no 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 no! <laughs> we actually, there's an error. There's all kinds of people. We were in the wrong spot looking for the answer. <laughs> All right. Well, we <laughs> there's all like kinds of people answers. that were answering the whole time, but it's not on our page. For some reason, it's okay. over in this. So can you see the first one? It's in the comments section. Imagine that. Is there a way to see the first one? <laughs> Who's the first one? Scroll down. Come on, folks. I see it. They're, Is it? They're Is it? Where? Right Let underneath me Andrew. Right? Yep. Oh, the but winner! But what about what? What? What's the time? Well, what? Uh, I don't know. See. Do you have this? No, that's I'm in something different. All right, we cast we got a problem. lots. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's We've the got deal. a problem. We're casting lots. It's we have a big problem. Oh, he doesn't want. We right. don't even know how oh, to use our own equipment. Two people: Joel Staus. <laughs> okay. Joel Staus is one contender, and Ellen. No, Bauman. and there's actually three. Oh, and yeah, I think this person here has to be included. I don't want to say their name since I already... Uh, I think that person there. Uh, right? At that right. time? Well, 
Well, here's the deal. We'll give them an extra one on the side. We're going to cast lots between Joel Staus and Ellen Bauman, and we're going to flip a rosary coin. Okay. It's the CMBF rosary coin, and I, I, we have heads and tails, and Joel is going to be the cross side, and Ellen's going to be the rosary side. And this is how, just like Matthias was selected, here we go. The shirt <laughs> goes to... Joel Staus is the winner of the T-shirt. Uh, oh, Ellen Joel is going to kill us. Yeah. Joel, Congratulations, Joel, Joel. Joel Staus. In Mexico, kicking it on the beach, drinking a cocktail, and he wins <laughs> a Rotten Radio T-shirt. Uh, and he's also our, our longest-distance <laughs> listener that we know. Yeah, he is. And he's calling from Mexico. So, like, I don't know. If you're listening in Mexico and you get a shirt, like, that's appropriate. We're gonna right? have okay. to and we're going to have to way. figure out that's something. <laughs> I don't know why they all go over to this. They don't post on your Facebook page. They post over in this. Well, we can debate that stuff huh. after the show. Right. Okay, God for everybody listening, the fact this show even Look exists is a miracle. <laughs> a miracle. Uh, providence, providence, providence. She said look in your All research. right. Well, we'll move on. That was a lot of fun. Uh, for those out there that want a shirt, can you buy these? Yeah, I just so I think I put on, uh, I think I put on the Rutten Radio normal page. If you go there, the link where you can uh, go, you can get the mugs. Somebody on on the messages they said those mugs are lit. Oh, <laughs> that's like the new word for like epic or like what what, what was uh, Spicoli? What word would Spicoli use to say something's lit? Yeah, so on uh, the Rutten Radio. Page under the post. Hey, by the way, no this way. might be the only Catholic radio program in the world where you would get a Spicoli name drop. Well, uh, Craig Pohl and Sean from Seminary, remember? Yeah. Yep. They do a radio show, so they might do a Spicoli. Oh, they might do a Spicoli name drop. <laughs> John, you do you know Spicoli, I'm sure? No. You don't? All right. Who? Good. Fast Times Ridgemont. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, Spicoli. <laughs> right. What's his name? Uh, that, was always Sean the, Penn. that was yeah. the movie that we weren't supposed to have watched when yeah, we were right. young. Remember those movies? <laughs> when you got it's older not, brothers. It's not. It's yeah, brother. anyway, oh, yeah. we're a Catholic so, radio program. We don't need to be disseminated in that <laughs> Wait, What are we talking about here? Now that we uh, so let's transition here. We just got yeah. done with liturgical season, and we we're talking a little bit about Easter, right? Uh, and so I just want to give you a, 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 a teaser for next month. Next month, we'll do a little program on the modern Gnostics. What's uh, a Gnostic? A Gnostic is somebody that kind of, <laughs> they have this secret knowledge saves you kind of a philosophy like somehow there's an in crowd and if they get the right the right uh uh piece of information or knowledge or secret like somehow they're going to find that okay. you, that special sauce that makes uh breaks open enlightenment for this you. is an ancient heresy yes and for all of us in the modern time though the secret is gnostic if people oh. know what the secret is, it's not really popular right now. But like five years ago, it's popular. Oh, Every sure. five years, something new comes up, and and you know this book comes out, and then it's like the answer, and everybody just read this, and you know these yeah. these self help movements, if you will. Well, they're just yeah. Gnosticism so we'll uh, repackaged. Well, every time at Christmas and Easter, as a teacher, oh. all these. Discovery program and these other shows will come up, and they always have these people given the Jesus story. And they're oh, all yeah. heretics. Yeah. yeah. 
They're yeah, all, the people on the show. Stuff. Yes, the people they have on to tell this great narrative of Jesus, they're all heretics. Yeah. Literally. They're Gnostics. And so it's like, all right, so next week, next month before Easter, we'll do a little preview on Gnosticism and on modern heretics and uh, the modern understanding of this who Jesus is movement. Uh, so anyway, that's a little teaser for next month. Okay, you can get before ready for we go it. anymore. We didn't give anyone the answer that's listening. Oh! <laughs> God, we got issues, folks. We, we chose the winner, but everybody out there would like to know what the answer Who is. Who is the first successor of an apostle in the line of apostolic succession selected to replace Judas, and they cast lots between Barnabas and Matthias, and the winner was? Matthias. 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 So maybe that'll be the name of my next boy. <laughs> You're just Maybe. trying to like create this. I'm, like, I actually I was told in wisdom not to talk about my next child until I get a year or so out from the last one, because uh, my <laughs> <Yeah>. wife <laughs> might not. You know, she's at right. home. Like, she has to cooperate uh, in this project, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Um, so anyway, we got Leo's five, we got Vincent's two, and we got God bless precious Nicholas is oh. two months old. Uh, and the ladies, you know, you let them. You know, right now she's worried about Nicholas. No, well, yeah, just Matthias. Got out of the yeah, so yeah, God bless if you if you knew Nicholas had RSV. Boy, that is a nasty little bug at two months old. Put him in ICU for a week, and he's doing what doing good now. So, well, let's take a look. Let's transition just a minute here. I want to transition. Oh Lord, what do you got going I think this is public, so I can say it. He says, uh, he says Saint Matthias. So he's he's the one who won. He oh, says. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm fluffy. <laughs> so extra, extra large, please. <laughs> oh. I was just holding up the shirt, John. And Joel, you're listening. So I was just holding up the shirt, and I was like, well, this is an, a rather large shirt. Uh-huh. So, Joel, it is. The one I was holding up will send to you. It seemed to be rather large. So if you want a fluffy one. I've uh, seen Joel. He's not, he's not too fluffy. But God love you. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's transition into the movie of the month. Um. We had mentioned, so we have our movie of the month. We've done things like uh, the Butterfly Circus. We've done the, 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 the Greatest, uh, Showman. Greatest Showman. We've done some other ones. We were going to do Wonder. Yeah. But as is our fashion sometimes, we don't always get <laughs> to the task at hand. And it really seems Which that would nobody, mean we need to watch the movie. Yeah, nobody watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Although it wouldn't be beyond us to try and pull it off without <laughs> So, so the movie was Wonder, yep. and uh, is it a wonder? We never made it to it. So, uh, I did. What did you guys think of the, what did you guys think of the movie? I hear oh, it's a really good movie. No, actually, I really actually have heard from lots of people that they just it really is a movie that that young people should see. Uh, it touches on a lot of topics. So, I do think it's worth what, what's us, the, what's us the, watching uh, the movie at some well, point. Well, let's do it next month then. Sure. Father Paul and I, it'll be out on video and Oof. Netflix something by then, so we'll make sure we get dialed in. Father John, we'll jump into another movie topic, but quickly, what is the magic to the, to wonder that sticks out to you or that makes it worth uh, 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 watching? The circumstance of bullying in light of... The circumstance of bullying and the circumstance of people being different in light of a school context and oh. a family context, how does a family deal with that? How does how does uh, a friend, do, you know, 
How did the kids deal with that? So it kind of fits in, actually, to the other two movies, uh, The Greatest Showman and uh, The Butterfly Circus, in the sense that it's about being different and accepting and understanding. Like, yeah. Is there a theme there? Yeah. And this, and this is what I would say is important, is all three of those movies have a really important effect, but that we can watch them for a sentimentality. We can watch them with the idea that, oh, yeah, people can be good, and, oh, yeah, people... Uh, will accept people who are different. The question I want to stay with, though, is where does this actually happen? We can watch this movie all we want, and all the kids in the school still are doing it. Where do we see it happen, and what is it that makes people learn to accept other people, mm -hmm. and that we not just remain in an idea? And right. so it brings us to... The butterfly effect and the greatest. The showman. butterfly circus. The butterfly circus, as this short little clip you can find online if you type it in, and then the greatest showman. And I'll just say a piece and then turn it over to you guys. That the greatest showman is basically saying everybody has a place, even different people can have a place. The butterfly circus is saying the same thing. There's a distinct difference though, in that. In the butterfly circus, the individual is looked at, just like in The Greatest Showman. So they're both looked at by a person who basically helps them come to a new identity. But with the butterfly circus, the person is responsible for responding to it. Oh. So there's... As opposed to in The Greatest Showman, mm, he just goes around and he's I picking gotcha. all these people as if it just like can happen. And, and they, they all magically come to know themselves by it. It's a beautiful movie. I love the movie. Nothing wrong with it. But there's a real distinct. In The Butterfly Circus, there's the part with the guy who has no feet, no legs. He has yep. just little flopper feet, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Where he's fallen over in the water. And the, the master, the guy, walks by him. Mm. He doesn't stop and pick him up. And what does he say to him? Something of, it's been a while since seen it, but he basically says, like, you've got to figure it out. Yep. And we don't see that as love, is you've got to figure it out. But this puts the guy in a position where he has to learn his identity. I've already looked at you. I already accept you. It's you right. who can't accept mm. yourself, who haven't come to yourself. Right. Whereas in The Greatest Showman, it's sort of like always on somebody else to make me feel better. It's always on somebody else to make my identity. It's always on somebody else. No, at a certain point, I have to like stand up and yeah. allow myself to be chosen. It's interesting because one thing in The Greatest Showman that sticks out is where they barge into the, the, the socialite gathering, right? All mm -hmm. the whole crew oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. barges ah, yeah, yeah, into yeah, the socialite yeah. gathering. And yeah. that's the image, right? It's like somehow the, 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 the person that is being picked on or that doesn't fit in or something, they're going to push right into the middle and they're going to demand everybody accept them. Yeah. Right? And I understand what's going on there. But versus the butterfly circus where the person is from within, jumps in the back of a truck and ends up in the middle of the circus people from which... They accept him, open up, make him feel, but then they draw out from within him his ability to stand on his own and recognize his own value and dignity. It is really a stark contrast now that you yeah. mention it. It's yeah. very different. One barges in the middle and says, accept me. And the other one says, uh, here I am. And others say, you have to accept yourself. Right. Can yeah. you accept yourself? We love you. We have, there's a both and. 
Yeah, you need both thing. need the 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 man to look at them yep. with love. Yeah. Both we all every person needs somebody else to look at them and accept them and love them. Yeah. But at a certain point, the person is also responsible to say there's some something more yep. here. And with the butterfly circus, I just think it comes about in a more true way to how sure. I actually see people change. Yep. And um, yeah. And I think every parent can see this, right? We, you can see in your children potential, but are we willing to painfully let them discover it themselves? Yeah. And so we do all these things. We tell them, we push them, we manipulate, you know, and so instead he watches the guy fall in and he's like, well, figure it out. A modern day parent would say, no, you have to pick him up. Yeah. Like pick him up and then like say, no, you can swim. You can swim here. Let me help you swim. Yeah. And he's like, you can swim. Yes. That's uh, but, but, but he's going to drown. No, he won't. Yes, he will. No, he won't. Well, 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 I, well I really risk that. And, and then there is because what if he drowns? That's always in the back of my mind. What yep. if he drowns? Yep. Then it's my fault. Okay. Well, something in me has to say he's not going to drown. Yes. You know what? He might fail out of school, but that's that's not the end of the world. Well, I can't let him fail out of school. Well, yeah, you can. Christy, leaving two of her kids at home. Can't. <laughs> yeah. And went to school without him. You can't do that. Yes, I can. Painful. Yes. Where are you, Mom? On my way to school. Well, what are we supposed to do? Uh, that's not my problem. Well, no. What are we supposed to do? Oh, no. Call a cab. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you left us. Right. Because I told you to be in the car, and you didn't. Well, well, well day after day. Day after day after day. After day, after day. After day. Right. Painful for Christy. Yeah. But by the end of the week, she didn't have to yell at him. Yeah. And they now had the ability to get in a car. Mm, interesting. But she had to leave them at home and go to school without them. And then charge them $5 a piece yeah, yeah, to drive yeah, them. Yeah. Because she, cause <laughs> she had, I mean, they had to go to school. But she wasn't going to pay for the gas. So you can either call a taxi or yep. you can pay me $5 and I'll come back and I'll get Painful. you. And you'll be late and I'll Christy be $5 Christy said she richer. prayed and prayed and prayed. She said she almost got out of the car. I mean, all those things. But she drove away. And, and the important thing for it is if we can imagine with the greatest showman in that circumstance, what we end up doing is saying not enough people have accepted my child or not enough people have accepted me or not enough people, like if more people would just this, this, this. And in the end, we're always like in despair because it's not, all you need is one person right. to look at you. Yep. The rest of it is my willingness to get up and to stand. And then I can go into that room with all those people who are looking at me weird and I change them because right. I become the one who can look at them. Right. I can wow. look at them with There's mercy. I can look at them as judgmental and not judge them back. I can look at them as people yep. who are hoity-toity. And then all of a sudden, one of them out of the crowd will come find me on the side and say, you know what? I might look like this, but I feel like you. Right. And, and you can happens. stand up straight. And when I go yeah. home, I can't stand. I want to be with you. Right. And, and this is yeah. the transformation that God right. can bring about. Yeah, like, yeah he walks in and, and actually he feels sorry for the hoity-toity. Yep. Like how sad. And you see it in, in the, the character, uh, I don't even know the guy's name, that he recruits. 
and, and that whole dialogue back and forth. He, he doesn't want to leave this life because it's a comfortable life. It's painful. Well, you got to make a decision, mm-hmm. you know, and this ability to see that you're really not happy, but you can live this way. Uh, so in, so the move, both movies are excellent. Yep. The Greatest Showman is one of the best films I've seen in a long, long time. It's just this little dynamic that's so different with the Butterfly Circus. But it does represent our culture. The Greatest Showman represents our culture, and I think the Butterfly Circus does a better job of addressing the humanity and the reality of the, of sure. the dignity of the person. And But I, I think it's amazing, like, right, right? So if your objective is to get everybody to accept you, right? Everybody has to accept me. Then you're trying to convince everybody in the room that somehow I have value. What the butterfly circus does is it turns it around and it says we accept you this small group your family accepts you the rest of the world might not but we do right and we won't put you out there as a show we're going to give you but your job in here is to find your dignity to accept yourself and then you can deal with the rest of the world Mm -hmm. if you're doing it the first way you will always no matter what the rest of your life find somebody that isn't going to accept you If your whole modus operandi, your mode of operation is that you have to make everybody else in the world accept you, and that's the way you operate, good luck. It's a failed effort before you even begin. And this made me think of something. I read in an article that said that bullying is not new. What is new is kids don't have a place to go back to where their identity is reaffirmed. And so what they said before is you would go to school, you'd get bullied, you'd come home, and the community would say, well, that's not true. That's not true. We know who you are. And you could be bolstered back up so that you, when you went back, you began to realize that it isn't true. But today, the kids can't get out of the bullying situation and into an environment that, mm-hmm. that helps them, that moors them in their identity. So, so they just... They, they flounder because they don't have that community. So, so again, the, the ability to try to figure out how do I, how do I segregate the social media world for, for my kids' sake yeah. so that when they yeah. come into the house, there's a new identity. Yeah, so and it's the not- true identity. And they're challenged. And, and, and you know what? You say things like, you know what? You're actually not very good at basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're on the B team. Your twin brother's on the A team. And that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah. But it's true. And yeah. and I, that makes me think of, like, that really was hard to be on the B team versus right. A team. And, I mean, you two had to live but then, But then how important Kim Bartling was in my life, whereas a senior in high school, sure. I take one class by total accident, and she says to me, where have you been? Right. Where have you been? Why have you not been on stage? Why have you not been in oral and turf? Why have, and yeah. I had no idea. Like, the way she looked at me, the way she lived in front of me changed me. Mm-hmm. I saved the first, I still have the first Thing she ever wrote to me. Mm. Wow. I've thrown away almost everything <laughs> of my past except a few things. Oh. And I say that because she looked at me in a particular way. And from that point, I sort of had a new way of looking at it. So it's not that I don't need to be accepted. It's that I need to be accepted in a way in which I realize I can stand. And then everybody else I learned to grow in uh, yep. being with. But ultimately, when we have social media, it's not that the family is in the community. It's that when the kid comes back into the family, they aren't actually in the family. No, 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 no. They're no. in the social media yep, world. They can't get out of it. And this is the trap that I think gets back to our earlier conversation. 
trying harder to get people out of it is not the answer that I found. Okay. In fact, the way to get out of it is to help people find God is in their life. Sure. When they experience there's something they're looking for, when they experience a person who's living more joyfully and they're invited into that, like the Lord, the Spirit of God is like, can break them open and all of a sudden they find themselves like, does that mm. make sense? Yep. Because otherwise we end up in the trap that now I got to figure out how to get my kids sure. out of social media. I can't. Right. I'm like totally human. God, if you don't come into this crazy mm. social media world. And I went on this weekend vacation with uh, high school students through GS, and I was surprised. Nowhere did they ever say you can't have cell phones. Oh. They never even brought it up. I never saw a cell phone except taking pictures all week. Wow. Because people were in front of joy. They were sure. with people mm. who were alive. Christ Reality. Was Reality. Yep. Where were we? In front of a sunset. Yep. yep. In the mountains. Eating dinner. And they weren't dinner. all taking selfies? <laughs> no, but I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, but, but I think, again, it, it, what, what it frees them from is not that they don't take pictures, but that they're not consumed with the likes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, so that ability just to be free to take them all so that they can share later. Yeah. Because there is a, a desire to share this, really to share it. Like, yeah. I, want, I want people to see this, but I'll do it later. And, and yeah. I'm going to live this moment. Uh, and in this moment, I'm going to experience what God has to offer me. And later on, I'll, I'll post this stuff to Facebook or you yeah. know, Snapchat, whatever. But I'm going to live here and now. Yeah. Well, it's been a great uh, show. The first hour kind of was slow the second hour boy it's gone before you can blink so that's just the way it rolls brothers brothers rutten here at lamb catholic radio coming at you live you can watch and listen pass it on to your friends it's archived on the uh lamb catholic radio webpage. you can jump on rutten radio facebook follow us dial it in let us know you're listening we appreciate all your support out there the support of mount marty college of lamb catholic radio the catholic diocese of sioux falls immaculate conception parish in watertown harrisburg catholic community and father john pray for us pray, pray for, for us. us please please pray, please, for, pray us. for us <laughs> we, we pray for all of you yeah. at the tomb of oh, venerable yeah. fulton j sheen yeah at the cathedral in new york city so please pray for us yes. and so, we'll tell more about that story next time let us close with the family prayer in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen our father we thank you for your love and for your many blessings especially for the precious gift of each other help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us make us understanding and patient with one another quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. You've been listening to Rutten Radio live on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. Brought to you in part by Mount Marty College. Preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Be sure to tune in next month for more Rutten Radio.